Si le gustaría escuchar un episodio en español, por favor, escuche el siguiente episodio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. My name is Larisa Dávila, and I am part of the La Incubadora Podcast team. La Incubadora Podcast is part of Economic Growth Business Incubator, a local nonprofit with the mission to provide training, coaching, and support to aspiring and existing business owners who face barriers to growing a successful business. La Incubadora Podcast is born out of the need to put in video and audio a lot of the success stories that we see at our business incubator. We also want to answer frequently asked questions with practical answers, and we want to connect small business owners with the resources needed to succeed. On your own time, whenever you have a, a mobile device in your hand, you can also listen to our episodes through um, different um, podcasting platforms. And today we are going to have a great episode. Credit scores are very confusing and they can get very complicated as we embark in small business ownership. The lack of under understanding between personal credit scores and credit scores for your small business can be detrimental for the development of your small business, consequently delaying the development of your personal wealth. Today, we invited Janelle Davila from, from Wood Forest National Bank to explain the difference between bo both of these credit scores and how we can use them strategically for growth. Janelle Davila is the Community Development Relationship Manager and Assistant Vice President at Wood Forest National Bank. She graduated from Palo Alto College and has demonstrated the history of working in the banking industry. Janelle has a passion for customer service, banking, team building, and management, and she is really um, knowledgeable of all the information that we're going to share. Um, so please uh, join me in welcoming Janelle Davila. Hi, Janelle, how are you? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you, Larissa? I'm doing great, too. It's great to see you, and thank you for um, joining us for this episode. Um, so give us a little bit about your background. How did you um, how did you start working with uh, Wood Forest? So Wood Forest, I've actually been with Wood Forest for 17 years. I started way back uh, when I was young um, as a retail banker. Um, got in there and worked my way up. I worked pretty much all positions, retail banker to manager in training, assistant manager to branch manager. I was a market manager and then recently transitioned over to the role of community development relationship manager um, about six months ago. So um, it's been a, a wonderful journey working with Wood Forest, you know, Uh, they give a lot of uh, opportunity to their employees, so I'm very grateful for them. And so, um, so yeah, so now I'm, I'm here in the, the business uh, community and just looking forward to try to help as many much people as I can. That's awesome. Great. What is it that you enjoy the most about working uh, at the bank? Um, connecting with people. I think um, that was the thing that, you know, uh, kept me for so many years with Wood Forest. Uh, we are inside Walmart. Um, we're in 17 states. We have 780 locations. So we see 
a lot of people come through, obviously, every everybody shops at Walmart. Um, and so, you know, meeting the different personalities, um, helping people through their uh, financial journey, whether it be savings, um, purchasing a home to starting a business, those were the things that really made the job um, worthwhile going every single day, seeing your customers and how they grow, seeing their kids grow up, um, you know, and, and starting school, starting college and their own financial journey and, and the things that they decided to do. So it's just been very rewarding just working with people um, in my current position, working with organizations such as EGBI in Austin, uh, the Maestro Center in San Antonio, helping small business owners really um, find the resources needed in order to be successful. So it's all about you know, helping our community grow and, and making sure that everybody is successful in their own ways. That is that is great. And it's very rewarding. I've been doing business coaching and business consulting for about eight years, more or less. And I believe it's like the most you're always happy when you're doing when you're helping people develop their skills and their talents and they're trying to provide for their community or they're, they're trying to make the world better. It's always something that it's a uh, it must be celebrated and it's something that it's very reward personally rewarding i guess for me as well absolutely so the topic that we're talking about today is the difference between uh personal and business credit scores uh you you and i had a conversation we we we, we were talking about the your 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 job and my job and uh, we were talking about how important this was and uh, for people to understand the difference between personal and business credit scores, can can you can you can you share with us why you think it's so important that we know the difference between these two? Yes. Well, you know, um, I've worked with plenty of small business owners and then entrepreneurs trying to get um, you know their business up and running. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't understand when starting a business is that your own personal credit is going to affect your ability to be able to um, to to get money or borrow money from a bank um, when you're starting your business because they do look at your personal credit right and and a lot of um, people are misinformed as to like oh well I just started my business or I've been in business and I have this cash flow and it's they really need to understand that your personal credit is going to affect you know, whether or not how much money you're going to uh, get lend from a from a bank, um, how much you're going to pay in interest and things like that. So it's very important in the beginning to start working on your credit. Um, if it's not so good, see what other options there's available, such as like secured credit cards or secured lines of credit to get your your credit score up so that when you go to a bank to borrow money, um, you're getting the, the best rate that you can. Um, for your business. And, and so, um, you know, uh, there's just that misconception there. Um, once you've had your business established for a while, um, after two years, usually banks are more open to, to lend money to business owners. Um, but you have to, you have to show that cash flow coming through. Your debt to income ratio is very important. Your collateral, what assets you have available. Um, so there's there's quite a quite several things that that banks look at, you know, when um, determining whether or not they're going to lend you money. Um, most of of the the money that's lent is secured, so you have to secure it with something. Um, there are some products though that are out there that uh, 
where uh, financial institutions will lend to uh, unsecured money. So where you don't have to put any anything down. But again, it goes based on the years you've been in business, what your business is, if you have and things like that. So there's there's several you know moving parts to to look at when um, we're considering giving uh, somebody money uh, for a loan for their business. That is that is that is very interesting. And you're saying so uh, so you're saying most businesses will become more bankable or will increase their chances of getting a business uh, line of credit after the two years. But a, a lot of the business owners, the very at the very beginning of the business, because it's something that started out of maybe um, something that you like or a hobby or something mm -hmm. that you, you were doing on the side, a lot of people fail to keep records of what they're putting in and putting out or fail to have a business account and a personal account and then their finances get very confusing. Do you think that would be something that it needs to like some that, that we need to create more awareness on the need to for them to keep better records of um, the, the the money the, the cash flows that they have? Oh definitely that that's something that uh, I see a lot of you know people that are just starting their business they have a personal account and then they have their business they're running all their business expenses through that you know nothing is separate um, so when it's time to actually ask like okay how much money are you actually making it's hard to decipher that because everything's going through one account so it's extremely important um, especially if you're trying to grow your business um, to to kind of separate those two so you know you can tell exactly how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, um, and really what you're what you're profiting. I mean, the 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 whole um, reason that you're going into business is to make money, and so if you're not keeping track and not separating your expenses, then it's really hard to keep track and and see you know where you're spending your money at, if you're making money, if you're being successful or not. So, um, especially you know when trying to get alone and, and things like that it's uh good it's good to show you know what is going into the business and what is coming out to the business and it's not you know tangled in with your personal expenses so definitely yes um separating your business and your personal um accounts are, are extremely important okay so that is that is one tip that we can get so when you start a business and when you or when you're even if it's not a business account they could separate their finances into two, right? Even if they have two personal accounts, or do you recommend that they start from the very beginning with a business account? It just it just depends on on where you're at with your business. Now we do recommend that you do open a business account if you are doing business, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know some people are, are some business owners or entrepreneurs. They don't have their their DBA, their assumed name certificate. Um, but for uh, most banks, you can still go in and open a business account um, without having a DBA. And without so, having the DBA. Right. And so you can go in and still open a separate business account um, without having your DBA. You'll be just doing business as yourself. Um, oh. So that that's one thing that you can do um, that that banks offer that, you know, to separate your expenses. Okay, so that is one that is that is one, one recommendation. So when they when when someone starts doing their businesses, if they already have their DBA, to go ahead and do it with a so and and the DBA is the form that you do when uh, you start a business. You go to your county and you get a DBA, which stands for doing business as. It's a form or the assumed name form that you get from the 
the the county where you live and then with that one you can go ahead and open a business under the name of the business without having to do a corporation or an llc so that is a, a good recommendation to do and then so the very the, the maybe the very uh the the early months are going to be or the the the, the first two months are going to two years are going to be relying a little bit more on your personal credit but then the next after the two years then it's going to be more focused on the business credit um yeah if you want to call that i would say business credit but it's it's basically your financial statements so financial as you grow in your business you know, you would you would want to probably hire a CPA or accountant to take care of, of your, you know, to see what, again, you're trying to make money. Um, that's the whole reason why people go into business to make money. So you want to see where your your money is going to, where it's coming from and things like that. And so it comes from your financial statements. So usually like you have an income statement, your cash flow statement and your balance sheet um, that your accountants can create for you. And. When you go to a bank to um, apply for a loan, those are the statements that that we're going to kind of look at to see, um, you know, how much income is coming in um, because the bank wants to get their money back. So we want to make sure that you have enough money coming through to pay that loan. And so, um, so yes, it's very important to after the two years or within the two years, just to make it a habit of keeping your finances um on record making sure again that you hire an accountant or a cpa to um inform you of of your cash flow and what's coming through so you know exactly how much money you have and so when you go to a bank to ask for money um you know they you have those financial statements already there and so that's what the banks look at that's kind of like your business credit your your cash flow coming through okay Okay, so how can we improve our personal credit score? Is there, is there, would you, would you give us maybe a couple of suggestions to improve personal credit score? You were, you were talking earlier about uh, secured credit cards. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, you know, as an adult, sometimes, you know, we get into credit card debt early because we don't know how to manage our finances and, and sometimes a You know, we think that uh, credit cards are free money and it's not because you have to pay it back. Right. Um, mm. And so if if you've gone down that path where you have unpaid credit cards and, and, you know, your credit score is not really where it needs to be in order to get approved for a loan, then there's there's things that that you can do to help improve your credit score. So what you can do, um, what a lot of financial institutions offer are secured credit cards or secured line of credits. And what okay. those are, those are secured with your own money. Um, every financial institution um, kind of sets um, a, a baseline of what um, the line of credit can be. So, for example, in my experience, uh, our secure line of credit starts at $500, right? Okay. And so you are, to, you are kind of securing your own money with your line of credit with your own money. So you, you are depositing, right? And we put that in a, in a certificate of deposit. You're, we're holding the $500 um, for you, and then we extend a line of credit for $500 to you. So okay. it's like, again, you're using your own money to help yourself increase your credit score. But, you know, we're holding this $500, we're lending you $500. And then, um, you know, you can use your line of credit however you like, and then you pay back. If for whatever reason, you know, you, you default on that line of credit, then that $500 that you initially deposited that we have on hold, 
will use that to pay off the loan. Okay. Um, and so usually, you know, it's about a two-year process where that happens. Um, and that $500 is just a minimum. It can, it can go up to whatever, you know, fi any financial institution has their, their max and their minimums. And so um, it hope they report to the credit bureau as you make your payments. And so that will help improve your credit score as long as there's, there's nothing else coming out or you're not making any other debt or anything like that. Um, make sure that you're making your payments. And, um, and yeah, so after the two years, hopefully you're able to reapply for unsecured line of credit where you don't have to put any money down and then start from there. So that's one way that I know a lot of people help get themselves out of, you know, or make their credit score higher is by securing, getting a secure line of credit or secured credit card. Great. And let me ask you this. Is it, is it this, can you do the same strategy for the business credit score for the credit score? For example, if you have an LLC, can you do the same? Can you also get a secure um, credit card? Some, some financial institutions do offer secured products for businesses. Um, it just depends on the financial institution. Um, and so, um, from my experience for Woodforce, we do offer secured products, secured okay. business products where you can, you do have to put money down. Um, we have secured lines of credit um, where we ask you to put money down and we pull that in a certificate of deposit and then um, lend you, you know, the, the equal amount. So if you put a thousand dollars down, we'll lend you a thousand dollars as a secured line of credit for your business. And then you're able to um, borrow against that if you need to. Okay. And then what is considered uh, like a, a, a fair credit, for example, for Wood Forest, what is considered like a, a fair credit more or less? Or um, does it, vary? It, it varies from institution to institution. And I, I'm just speaking about uh, banks, but there's other resources that other organizations offer where you don't have to have that, that credit score. So, it, it, you know, it could be probably from like the mid 500s, uh, mid mid fives to the six hundreds, um, where you know financial institutions really look to see if if that's going to determine whether or not you get approved for a loan or not. Um, obviously, the higher the score, the better. That's probably would be like the minimum where you might get declined, where you're kind of like on the on the fence. Um, uh -huh. You may or may not get approved. So you know if if you're probably like in the low six hundreds, I would say to try to work on your your credit. Your personal credit um, to get that score a little bit higher so that you're not paying high interest and that you're most likely get approved for a loan. Great, 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 great. And where can where can we check the credit our credit scores? Like where do you is there is there a place that it's like uh, popular for checking credit scores? Well there's different there's different um, avenues. I know websites and things like that that, that people use to get your your uh, your credit score but um, everybody is entitled to get a free credit score from all three bureaus. Um, okay. From uh, I believe it's uh, uh, your annualcreditreport.com. I got to double check that. Um, but uh, you're able to go log in and um, input your information. Um, it shouldn't ask you for any to, to put any like credit card or anything down. It's, you get a free credit report every year. Um, and again, it's from three, three bureaus. So, um, there should be a government website okay. for that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So the the best the best uh, the best avenue would be to check um, from government um, websites to see where they can get their free credit report. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you apply for credit and you get denied from anywhere, um, you know they'll send you a letter of denial and they'll they'll have the website of where you can go and check to see why you're denied that that line of credit. Okay. And then are there any areas of care that we would like that you recommend us to keep in mind to avoid damaging our credit score? Is there anything as, um, that you would say, well, this is something that I frequently see that will damage people's credit scores, uh, credit scores and uh, just for them to be careful? Um, I would say just the overspending, um, you know, and, and really understanding what your cash flow is. Um, what you're making versus what's coming out, um, you know, that the, a lot of people don't really understand, you know, that cash flow and are really living paycheck to paycheck. And so when you get additional money, like around tax time um, and you have the opportunity to save, put some money in savings or okay. put some money towards a certificate of deposit, certificate of deposit to, to use towards a line of credit in the future. Um, but just really budgeting and really writing down um, what you're spending, because um, it's really easy to swipe a card, swipe a card, swipe a card. And, you know, by the time you know it, people have, you know, wasted all their payroll check or, or whatever, their money plus some and not even realize it. So just making sure that you're um, keeping track. Um, if your bank, most banks have apps, you know, checking your app. Um, putting on notifications that, you know, if it gets below a certain amount that uh, it notifies you or just making a budget for yourself saying, hey, I'm only going to spend like $100 this week um, mm -hmm. and that's it and, and really sticking to that. So just being accountable to yourself and holding yourself responsible for, for your finances. Okay. Yeah, that is, a, that is really good advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keeping, keeping, keeping notes of what you're spending and uh, absolutely what you say, um, if you have an app, your bank has an app, maybe making, seeing if they can provide with, uh, with alerts for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, Janelle, what would you like people who listen to this episode with us? What would you like them to take away from today? So what would be the one recommendation that you would give them? I would, I would say, you know, if, if your credit is not where it needs to be know one that there's products and people out there that are willing to help um, to get your credit score up and you don't always have to get a loan through a bank there's other um, institutions uh, CDFIs, Community Development Financial Institutions, that are um, available to everybody who is trying to start a business, entrepreneur, people that have been in business for a long time, that um, want to lend money, right? We want to okay. see your businesses grow. So, um, so reach out to your resources, your small business resources within your community. Um, ask your banker um, if they know about any other um, options. Um, okay. to help you in order to to get that money to help you know expand your business start your business do whatever you need to do for your business because as a community that's what we we want to see is we want to see and help you grow um so there's tons of resources out there you just got to go out and find them and ask absolutely yeah find look for help ask for help right yes Absolutely. And information, information is power. So the, the more information that you have, the more that you research, the more, 
the more options that you will find. And fortunately, we, we do have a lot of um, institutions that are able to provide, whether it is information or other resources for us to, um, for, for economic development. Danelle, where can we find you? Me. <laughs> well, I or where, am... where can, or where, where can we find whether it is uh, you or the or the bank or? Mm -hmm. So me, you can find me. I uh, you can email me uh, jdavila at woodforest.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Janelle Davila, and message me through there. Mm -hmm. um, I am located in San Antonio, but I frequent Austin very often. Um, to meet and with with wonderful leaders such as yourself. Thank um, you. And so, you know, just email me, uh, message me through LinkedIn. You can find me there. Um, or you can visit any Woodforce National Bank. We are located in the Walmart. Um, like I said, we're in 17 states. We have over 780 locations. Um, so the majority of our locations are in Walmart um, outside of the Houston area. Um, and so you can find uh, you can find us there. Go talk to any of the branch managers, talk to the retail bankers. Um, you can also ask for me and they, they can send uh, me your information and I'll get back to you. But um, anybody in the branch should be able to assist you with any of your needs, um, especially if you're a small business owner, whether you need help with an account, business account, um, help with establishing credit and things like that. We are a full range bank, so we can help you with all type of needs. And if we cannot, we will find somebody that will. So that will. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I can I can confirm that Woodforth and Janelle do a wonderful job for the community, always helping us find uh, to improve as small business owners. And that is that is the way that we have connected in our mission to help small business owners develop their businesses. So um, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today, Janelle. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties before, yes. the, before <laughs> the episode, but I'm glad that we made it. And um, we hope that the episode, uh, whoever listens to us, I, we hope that the episode is uh, useful for you. And if you know of someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, please share this link with them. And remember that that Lencubadora podcast is part of the Economic Growth Business Incubator. We are a business incubator in Central Texas that offer training, coaching, and support to small business owners with barriers to achieving success. If you would like to learn more about EGBI, please visit egbi.org. And thank you very much. See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm.